Have you ever had a really wet kisser? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Don't look at Rob Ann for Jesus Street, no. your boyfriend. Yeah, I had someone who used to go, like, dart their tongue in and out. Yeah. Oh, what's that about? I That's what you do on a vagina, not in someone's mouth. <laughs> Turn podcast. I'm Dale. I'm Roxy. We've been friends for 16 years. And yet we have nothing in common. Each episode, one of us will challenge the other to try something new, something the other may not like. And at the end, we will ask, are you on the turn? Last episode in your office for a little while, Roxy. I am actually having a glass of wine because I feel very sad and... Your lips quivering. And you are also having a glass of wine, which is even more unusual. Yeah. We're both dressed for the occasion. Oh, yes. I have actually drawn my eyebrows in. Oh, oh, yes, you have. I have, and I'm wearing a pair of earrings. So we really are celebrating or commiserating that this is the last episode that we're going to be doing face to face. And why is that? Or oh, for a while? Why is that, Dale? Because um, myself and our producer slash our boy, my boyfriend. I feel like he's our boyfriend. Mm. So I don't do the sex with him. We're um, flying back to the UK tonight. Mm. So it's the, the reason we're dressed and having wine is because it's in the afternoon, mm-hmm. whereas usually maybe it's around midday and I'm still in my pyjamas. But Let me record, yeah. yeah. And uh, so we're going to go out for dinner. We're uh-huh. going to go to Japanese. And then um, we're all going going to the airport to say goodbye to you, the two of you. Um, and, yeah, it's sad. You've been staying with me for three months on and off. Mm-hmm. In my garden, in my, well, actually in a granny annex in the garden, not actually just in the garden. And it's been a delight to have you. But we will continue doing the podcast. We will just have to do it remotely with each other. So we'll continue to set each other challenges. And you might notice a little bit difference in the recording quality going forward in that obviously we won't both be sitting in my study stroke office stroke spare room. Yeah. Mm. Are you um, just dropping us at the airport or are you coming in? Oh. I'm happy for you to just drop us off because yeah, I've got to get to the yeah. thing to sort out my boarding pass. Yeah, no, yeah. I don't really like going in because okay. I just so. feel like dropping you off is just like mm. me dropping you off at the train station for you to go into town. Yeah, fine. Mm. Now, we started this podcast journey um, tapping into one of my passions in life, which is all things Marvel comics. We went with the Marvel superhero films. You weren't such a huge fan of that particular challenge scoring me what was it three out of ten and that was you being polite mm-hmm. um what's the avengers the avengers I, you made me watch do i owe me three dollars 95 i do i'm not paying you actually i do have some change i found in my bag so okay. i can give you that yeah, give me your shrapnel yeah <laughs> um but i thought why don't we why don't i try have, have another go okay but i'm going to go with something i want to find the truth behind these characters and, that, and why they mean so much to me. And to do that, we need to go back to the source material. Okay. I.e. the comic books. Mighty Now, I've been reading X-Men comics specifically. I have broadened my horizons within the Marvel Universe to include things like the Avengers and, and Black Panther and all these sorts of things. But my starting point was the X-Men. Do you know about the X-Men? 
I know of the band, the Uncanny X-Men. Which were, I think, named after the comic. Mm. Yeah. I don't know who the characters of the... Oh, I know that the X-Men includes Storm. Correct. That's the only character Why that... do you know Storm, Roxy? Because you are a male version of Storm because you control the weather. Correct. And the reason I control the weather is because I'm a mutant. Now, um. mutants are the characters in the X-Men. Mutants are individuals who have a genetic quirk that gives them a, mag- a special... I was about to say magical. I always slap myself. It was heresy. A uh, special ability, um, like controlling the weather. Well, you can control the weather because I've often asked you, Dale, can you make sure that I've got a wedding tomorrow? When I lived in England, I'm in yeah. the same country. Yeah. I've got a wedding tomorrow. It's an outdoor wedding. Can you please make sure it won't rain? And yeah. you're like... Job done. What time is it, darling? What time's the wedding? Where exactly. is it? And I'll go, oh, it's like, you know, two o'clock in Wiltshire. Sorted. Never once rained on any single one of my weddings in England. And I would often say to my clients, don't worry about the weather. I've got it under control. My <laughs> friend Dale controls the weather. And they would say, do you charge extra for that? And I would say no. But actually, we could probably make a fortune we, from we it. We probably could. And I just want you to know, because you may not know this, but... I don't just get your text message to go, <laughs> done. Mm-hmm. I actually go into a private room, <laughs> close my eyes, and I wish the clouds away. Do you have like a mantra that you need to say or something? No, don't need a mantra. Okay. That's how potent my gift is. Wow. Um, mutants, genetic quirk, I mentioned that. Mut- uh, the X-Men, they are sworn to protect a world that fears and hates them. What? They're again. here to protect. They they protect a world that fears and hates them. They're outcasts. Okay. You like them? It's not our world then. It's not Earth. It's based on our world. Okay. Um, but they're they're misfit. You like a misfit, don't you? Yeah, I love a misfit. Yeah. So they're outcasts. They're on the fringes of society. But with a genetic mutation that gives them special powers. One thing that has pissed me off about the X Men since I started reading them was. Oh, woe is me. All I can do is control the weather and move things with my mind. What a burden. What a curse. Mm. I'm like, shut the fuck up. Yeah. Look at you. You get on fine being able to control the weather. You've got a boyfriend. You travel. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, hundreds of sunny days follow me. I swear a bubble of sunshine is around me constantly, except today when it rained. (laughs) Um... But, uh, yeah, so the X-Men, I, I thought maybe you're, you mentioned the other day you like an outcast, you like a misfit. Mind you, that was in the context of Rent, and that was a fucking awful film. Um, but I thought maybe maybe there's a little angle we can explore there. Look, you know, I would love to get into the same kind of comics that you're into. And uh, why is that? Because you are into comics? I am into comics. Oh, and what's I... this I have in my hand? Oh, that is, um, it's actually a book. A graphic novel. Oh, I thought it was a book. <laughs> <laughs> called From Hell, which is a fantastic graphic novel uh, written by Alan Moore and Eddie Campbell. How did you get into comics? When I was a little girl, um, we had a book exchange shop where you mm. were taking your old books. And my sisters are about seven and nine years older than me. And they used to go there with my mum and get their mills and boons or whatever. And there wasn't really that many children's books, but there was a whole heap of uh, mainly British comics. Mm -hmm. Oh, no, no, actually some American comics as well. Um, So there were these comics for girls called Jinty, Tammy, Misty. And they were all like little short stories in them of things like um, (laughs) 
Bella and the Bar, which was about Bella, who was an orphan, had to live with her auntie and uncle who hated her, and she was a gymnast. And her, gosh, the amount of, of I, I like trials it. she had to go on for mm. to be follow her gymnastic dreams. So Bella and the Bar, not like a drinking bar, like or, a or being bar. a barrister. Or, no, oh, yeah, 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 a gymnastic bar. Alison all alone. Alison was kept prisoner by foster parents for reasons unknown. Oh, I know. That, I don't. That would be really touchy today, wouldn't it? Yeah, it wouldn't. There was um, Glenn, a lonely dog on a quest, oh. who was a lonely dog who was trying to find the girl who rescued him and followed all, her all around the country trying to look for her. Um, School for Snobs, which was um, two girls became really snooty and their father then sends them to a school for snobs to try and rehabilitate them out of their snobbishness. So, yeah, they were they were good little short stories mm. um, and totally believable when I was 8 to 10 years old or 12 years old, which is probably when I read them. I also read, like, Richie Rich, Archie, mm. um, Casper, The Friendly Ghost, those kind of things. And then when I moved to London when I was 19 and was working at Kerrang, the heavy yep. metal magazine, um, one of the girls there uh, introduced me to Hellblazer mm. and said, oh, I think you'll like these and I just loved it and would buy every single yeah. one as soon as it came out which I still have in my garage all in their plastic sleeves mm, nice I do like that's Constantine isn't it yes yeah I do yeah. like Constantine yeah did you see they did a TV series of that no as well a TV not the film with mm-hmm. Ke- Keanu Reeves they also did a TV series which fans just went mental for oh really they yeah. liked it yeah okay. really liked yeah. it um, and he's, he's an English guy in it, as he is in the comics which was the big critique of the film yeah and if you're going to get someone who's not english to play an englishman i would suggest that maybe keanu reeves is not the right person to yeah. do it mm. and also he's from is he from liverpool the character constantly yes yeah so is he or is he a cockney i thought he was from mm. well i don't know it's been a number of years since but i've read them he's got an accent mm-hmm. you would expect him to have an accent anyway. yeah yeah um those other ones you mentioned don't sound like they're my cup of tea. No, well, I would have thought that Tammy and Ginty are they mutants? Bella at the. <laughs> no, they're just um, always uh, always girls who have always had some kind of tragedy or. That second one, the one who was locked up by her family. Yeah. Did the police ever get involved? No, that's a. Maybe that's where your true crime uh, sort Maybe. of seed was planted. Maybe. Because you felt that that was a crime that needed to be solved, and mm. it never was. Yeah. Mm. So you, I remember when we were talking about when we were doing the Marvel superheroes one. You mentioned about the art as mm-hmm. well, and you yeah. love the art. I bet you Tammy and Bethany or whatever her name is. It's Tammy Ginty, and um, the the artwork in some of them was reasonably okay, but certainly not to the level that it is mm. nowadays. And and the level of um, things like Hellblazer and yeah. From Hell, it's got fabulous artistry and Swamp Thing. Um, oh yeah. But, yeah, I'd be interested to see what Uncanny X-Men's artistry is like. Can you tell me what your on-the-tonometer rating would be for for X-Men comics right now? Well, it's hard to say, bearing in mind I've never read one. Um, But I would say that I'm open to it, so I'll give it a five. Okay, good. It's... uh, I think that I'm more comfortable with being... with the potential of being on the turned with this than I was with the film. Okay. Because there'll be an element of me being able to use my imagination. Mm. And... um, and I do. I just enjoy reading comics. I really do. I like something. It's it's a good. It's kind of in between watching something and reading something. Mm. 
Um, there still is, you know, you can use your own imagination, use your own creativity yeah. and fill in some gaps. It's not completely spoon-fed to you. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I'll be, I'll be looking forward to it. Okay. I'm, so I'm excited about this challenge. Good. Mm. Um, to help with this, because I didn't want to... I, I wanted to... I mean, I could pick any comic, mm-hmm. but I wanted to give you some options based on what part of the 70-odd year... What is 60... 70 odd years of X-Men's been around. They've been around wow. since 1963, I think. Is that right? Yeah. Gosh. Um, so I'm going to give you a couple of categories you can choose okay. from. So the first, and by the way, this is from a BuzzFeed list, mm-hmm. um, which I can put in the uh, show notes. Show notes. Um, the first one is if you want to jump into the current status quo, so where the characters are right now. Mm-hmm. Um, this is an old article, so it's actually a couple of years old, but it's still a modern take on where the X-Men are. The second one is if you want a brainy, cool take on the Mm X-Men. And I would say the art in that one is particularly interesting and quite quirky. Um, The third one is if you want to read uh, X-Men comics by the guy who created Buffy, Joss Whedon. Mm -hmm. Um, Cleaner art, but the storyline was actually quite good. Um, Might be... It goes a little bit into space, so I don't Mm. know if that's your cup of tea. Mm. Um, Number four, if you want to read the most iconic X-Men story which is called the Dark Phoenix Saga. Um, it does deal with space as well, but it also deals with suicide. So okay. it's... The art, I, I didn't particularly... The art's okay, it's not my favourite, um, but, you know, you, you know, you know what it's about in that sense. Um, number five, if you want a comic with the same title as one of the X-Men films, Days of Future Past, it's time travel. I don't think it's your kind okay. of thing. Um, if you want some grim X-Men stories from the 80s, um, it's more of an anthology, not one storyline. It might be a bit hard for you to... Stand, like, each comic book would be a standalone. The art is quite blocky, I think. You know, I, I perfectly enjoy them, even though they're from the 80s. Uh, um, what have you got against things from uh, the 80s? You like Kylie Minogue. The fa- like, the fashion, and the fashion reflects in the comics. Mm, so I need to turn you on to 80s, because I love the 80s. Mm. That's my golden era. Okay. Uh, number seven, if you want something focused on the core themes behind the X-Men. Mm-hmm. Now, this one is the one that I would have chosen for you um, because I think it's... The art is not flash, but it's quite quite real. Um, and, it, and it's from the 70s or 80s as well. Okay. But it's, it's, a, it's a story that uh, stands the test of time. Gotcha. Um, and then the last... <laughs> is this the last one? No. Uh, if you want an extremely dark and violent X-Men story. Mm-hmm. And it is pretty fucking dark and violent. Um, and then the last one is if you want a f- fresh... No, it's not the last one still. <laughs> if you want a fresh take on the original X-Men. If you want to see Cyclops fight Wolverine. Probably means nothing mm. to you. Oh, Wolverine's in X-Men. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If you want to see all the X-Men fight all the Avengers. No, now, that's one of my favourite storylines of all time. Because the art is also quite good. And then the last one is if you really just love Magneto. You probably don't even know fucking Magneto. No, I don't know Magneto. I will go with number seven. Number seven. Oh, the one I would have chosen for Mm -hmm. you. Yep. If you want something focused on the core themes. Okay, so that's called X-Men God Loves, Man Kills. Okay. And it's written by Chris Claremont and drawn by Brent Anderson. Now, have you got that on your iPad? Yeah, I'll download it now. Oh, how exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Yay. Okay. Cool. Let's do it. Welcome back, Roxy. Thank you. Hello. God Loves, Man Kills. 
the comic. That's mm-hmm. the name of the comic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just I thought it was just you were going on some kind of spiritual... <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, so, before I find out what you think of it, I want to know a bit about what the, what the what's the story about. It's about um, the mutants, which are the X-Men, not the uncanny X-Men, just the X-Men, and the fact that there is how religion is saying these people are evil because um, because they're mutants and therefore they must be destroyed. Abominations of God kind yes. of thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, by the way, the Uncanny X-Men, X-Men is neither here nor there. Okay. They're the same the same thing. They just have okay. different titles. Sometimes. But Brian Mannix from Uncanny X-Men isn't going to start singing no. a song. No, no. Um, only Australians will get that because Uncanny X-Men was only an Australian band, yeah. I think. Um, what did you think of the writing in the comic? Good. Yeah? Yeah, I was... Um, I was impressed. There were some made-up words, which, you know, I don't <laughs> like made-up words because I just think it's late. It's it's just do, anyone can get out of anything if you just make up like word. Like what? Well, say, for example, if I was in the middle of a car accident. No, make, what's a made-up word from the comic? That oh, just, I don't know. I, I can't... Know. The light, it's... It's like all the psychic stuff, like the yeah. telepathic, blah, yeah. blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. But it's just like, get, get me out of a tight corner. Oh, I'll press my... And my fucking will help me, you know, all of a sudden I can... Fly. Did you find like Chris Claremont? Chris Claremont is a very famous uh, X Men writer. Okay, um, and that's who wrote the episode that I read. The issue that issue? you read. Yeah. Yep. Um, yes, he is. He created a lot of uh, famous characters that, uh, or, or has certainly both created and put his own spin on a lot of characters. So, you know, Storm became Storm. Uh, was invented by someone else but became as popular as she was because a lot of the storylines he he wrote. Mm-hmm. One problem I have with his writing, though, is sometimes a little bit over-descriptive, like he's describing the thing that's happening in the picture as okay. well as the di- as well as well the character saying the dialogue, so sometimes it's just a little bit fluffy. But I, uh, I find that, and I do this with books as mm. well, where if something is being over-explained, I just skim over it. Right, okay. And that's the great thing about comics because you can actually either read the words mm. or just look at the pictures, mm. and either way you're still going to understand gonna the majority the of the story. Away. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. exactly. Um, I did, I, I don't know, did you, did you find he was over-explaining? You did, were you skimming over bits in this comic book? A little bit. Right. A little bit. Um, I probably, if you gave me a exam right now mm. on <laughs> what happened on page thirty-six, I might not necessarily be able to give you specific details. Okay. But I did. I did read it, darling. I okay, did read it. Good. Mm-hmm. Well, I think just uh, he is an over-explainer, but I thought the the tone of that particular storyline kind of matched it because mm. it was quite a dark. Um, well, I think it, it helped the fact that it was about a preacher mm. preaching to, to people about the mutants. Mm. And fuck preachers go on. Mm. Like, you know, they're not known for being synced into the point. Mm. They overeat the pudding. They yeah. do uh, use a million words where ten might actually suffice yeah. just yeah. to, you know. Really get that story through, really yeah. get that message through. So it seemed totally appropriate okay, to me. Fine. Mm. Um, and what did you think of the art? Yeah, the art was really good. Mm. And it's funny, I've not read a comic uh, for probably a number of years, probably maybe since I tried to get my eldest daughter into it, okay. so maybe like five, six years or something. And I 
forgot how much I enjoy good comic mm. book art. Okay. I'm not talking your Richie Rich and Archie mm. now, which is great comic art for that particular it's type like, of genre. Like caricature style. Yeah. yeah. But um, the fact that when you actually look at how big a page is mm. and how much is is on that page, yeah. plus all the writing and everything, it's incredible. It's mm. absolutely incredible. It's 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 I bow down to people that can mm. do that. And I've had a little go at doing um, comics myself yeah. in the past. Um, and, yeah, I always run out of room. So, mm. Mm. And also, like, it's not just the, the penciler, the guy who's drawing the characters. Then there's the colourist and yeah. the inker. Um, and then the guy who does the writing uh, in the comic. And this was made in 1982, that mm-hmm. story, which is the year I was born. Um, so it would have been old school back then. Like, it would have been paper. Yes. Um, so when I lived in London, mm-hmm. uh, uh, when I first got into comics, some of the old the comic stores actually could buy pages of the original oh, artwork wow. of various, yeah. and obviously it really varied in price depending on how popular the comic was. Yeah. And I wish in retrospect, I mean, I didn't have any money, so mm. it would have, would have been a no brain. I wouldn't have been able to do it. But um, if I had had some money, I would have loved it because I don't know if you how accessible it is to get that. Mm. And it was the old like you could see where the strokes were of um, various bits and pieces, mm. and sometimes you could even see a little bit of the pencil work yep, or where yep. some of the pencil lines had been you know erased. Yeah, yep. um, it, it it's it is incredible. It really yeah. is incredible. And that was quite a. You know, it was a fairly simple staging, that story. Like, it was mm-hmm. churches and schoolyards and just houses and things like that. Some of the com- some of the comics these days go, when they get into spaceships and shit like that, the detail they go to is just out of this world. Well, remember, when I used to buy my comics, and they were about £1.95, which is, mm. in Australian money, probably about three, three, three and a half dollars three dollars Well, that's how much that one cost me okay. today. Yeah. Um, and I remember when I used to buy them, I used to think about the amount of work that got, had gone into one uh, one edition yeah. of one of those comics. And I am buying this incredible artwork for mm. pennies yeah. for something. Now, the I actually got to read this particular comic on your iPad, yeah. which I enjoyed and I was amazed. But there's something I think about holding an actual comic mm. and then keeping it and putting it in its plastic cover. Yeah making sure that you really look after it, especially if, if it's one that you really enjoy and love and yeah. want to keep a sort of a, a moment in time, a moment mm. in time when you've enjoyed a particular piece of art and a particular story. Yeah. And then every time you revisit that, it takes you back to that first time mm. that you saw no, it. No, completely agree. Mm. And in fact, so it's the Kindle book mm. kind of dilemma that yeah. going on. I actually have probably 3,000 comics at my grandparents' place. Oh, but they're happy about that. Well, I don't think they know how many are there because I've kind of hidden them. Okay. <laughs> but when we went out there... Well, what's re- that under the sofa? Why has our sofa been <laughs> no, so uncomfortable for 20 years? Maybe not under the sofa. Mm, okay. Um, but we went out there recently and I'd kind of just left them and hadn't gone back and... Was, they're in boxes. They're in plastic, but they're in boxes. And my grandparents' place... Um, well, certainly that part of the house is becoming a little run down and the boxes are kind of shoved in a corner. And I was like... Oh, holding the house up. Holding the house up. But I, I went back and I was like, okay, I've got to clean this shit up because it's not fair on my grandparents mm-hmm. <laughs> that they have to care for my uh, comics. So is this where you ask me the question, can I leave them in your garage instead? No, 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 no. <laughs> no, and I'll tell you why in a sec. So I opened them up and they're in near mint condition still. So there's something about the heat in far north Queensland, west, sort of halfway between Mount Isa and Townsville, has kept no moisture going anywhere near them. Okay. Um, and they are in perfect condition. 
So, wow. so I took them out of the crumbling boxes and put them, hid them in other drawers and shit like that around the house. Because I'd agree, going through them, I was like, oh, I remember when I bought this. I remember when I read it. I remember yeah. what this storyline meant in the context of X-Men at that point in time. And in fact, I've gone on to those comics that I have in Far North Queensland. I've gone on to buy the digital version of them as well as having the original because digital just makes it easy for me to carry around in the camper van, you know? Oh, absolutely, because you're, you're travelling and there's probably times where you feel a little bit um, like you want something that connects you to the rest yeah. of the world when you're in always yeah. in a different place, a new place. And yeah. No, I, yeah. I get that. And are any of them worth anything? Do you know that? Uh, so so I, when I was there, I was sorting through them and because I've got lots of nieces and or a couple of nieces and nephews who, one of them in particular, Oscar, is very interested in comics. So I thought if he finds this drawer where I've put them, he's going to get into them. So what I did was I created a decoy box of comics, <laughs> which aren't which are ones that don't mean so much to me, right. and left them there for him to, to, to get into. Mm. Um, so the ones that are worth anything are in the drawers okay. and sealed and at the bottom of those drawers with the... How much would you, the most valuable comic be worth? I think... Because there was this funny thing back in the day, like, if you got an original US one, mm-hmm. they're worth more than the ones that were exported to Australia. So I've got a mix. Okay. I think... I've got a few first editions, not old ones, like ones from the 90s. I don't know, maybe 20 bucks. Okay. And yeah. I bought them for $1.99. Yeah. So they're, you know... It'll be interesting to see now that it is now it is available dig- digitally... Mm. It's a difficult word for me mm. to say. I've had two glasses of wine. <laughs> um, digit, did, no, I still can't say it. Um, Digitally. Dig, 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 now they're available online. <laughs> um, it'll be interesting to see if that affects the value yeah, going I forward. I should, oh, God, I should have done my research because they still there's so many comic book stores still. Not as many as there used to be, but they still have them in um, the hard copy comics there. And I know people like, you know, fans who buy them have them put away and go pick them up every week there's still that kind of culture going on well i know like before i left london two and a half years ago so Mm. like in 2015 i went to forbidden planet Mm. which is the biggest comic store in london and it was heaving in there i mean there had been a signing by some comic book artist on that particular day but even afterwards i was in there for probably about two hours just i didn't actually buy anything i just was absorbing everything that was going on and yeah it was heaving so it's definitely a genre that is still extremely popular and there must be the new young people coming Mm. through that never had access to those paper copies and i would say the films are helping with that Mm -hmm. and also you won't find a comic store these days who just that rarely that just sells comic books they will have the you know the, the sculptures and, the, mm. the, the lots of sci-fi fantasy novels and all that sort of stuff which is what forbidden planet in london has yeah tons of um so just on uh just on the, the comic that you read mm. um if there were non-comic readers out there what would what's the appeal of this particular storyline I think there's something really relatable to it. And uh, you explained to me before how you thought I would like it because of the misfit, the kind of being Mm. on the outer. And just by... I mean, I've always had a... There's a saying I always say, which is, there by the grace of God go I. And I'm not a religious person at Mm. all. But um, I always think, you know, I was lucky to be born into the family that I was born into and the country I was born into, into the society I was born into. I'm able to have 
you know, think quite liberally and, mm. and people were supportive of me thinking liberally. I don't come across, um, I don't feel like anything in my life prevents me being the person that I truly, truly am. Mm. And with the, the story that I read, there's something about people judging the mutants because of their defect that they had. Mm. Are you going to start crying? No, no, no. no. <laughs> From birth. It's my eyelids sweating. <laughs> From birth. And that's not right. So mm. there was that sense of injustice that actually these people were, you know, in the story, there's a, the, um, uh, what's his name? The Reverend Stryker um, Crusade, who is ranting about the evilness of these mutants, but actually the mutants are the good people in mm. a way. And he is the evil person. Mm. And it's the hypocrisy of mm-hmm. religion, which I really, really relate to because mm. One of the reasons why I don't believe in God is I feel there's so much hip- hypocrisy. I don't want to get too deep, but mm. so much hypocrisy in it. And that makes me really angry. So there was something very relatable mm. to it that I could, you know, I don't like anything where it's too fantasy, where it's yep. just completely unbelievable. Yep. And although the mutants have these powers, which obviously people don't really have, there was still something very relatable about mm-hmm. the story Yeah, that, that got my goat. Yeah. That got yeah. my goat. Yeah. 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 Were there any really corny moments where you just went, oh, come on, did you have to do that superhero thing or do it that way? No, not really. No, so no. the story was strong enough that yeah. it actually I can overlook you. any defects that might be in the, the integrity of the story. Yeah is overlooked because I was I was I was along mm. for the ride. I pe- was prepared they had got me, they got they got me on their good side yeah. and I'm quite forgiving when I'm on your good side. Yeah. Whereas yeah. if you piss me off early yeah. on so if they, I'm a hard one to win if over. If three quarters of the way through they flew off into space, you'd be like, fuck, I'm closing this. No, I probably because no. they'd already won me over oh, enough fine. that okay. I could fine. go, yeah, no, I'll go with that. And any uh, shocking moments where you just thought, ooh when um, the daughter Mm. of Striker Crusade uh, was revealed as a mute. Oh, and the tra- the car accident where the the that guy's wife mm. and his child, he ended up killing, he delivered the baby, realised mm. there was something wrong with the baby, and then he killed his wife, broke her neck, mm. put them in the car, the car exploded, he was in the car as well, he was meant to die, and anyway didn't. Mm. And now he realises that child was a mutant Mm. and that's why he's so anti-mutants. Right. Mm. That was quite shocking. I mean, the story did open with a lynching. I thought that would have... Yes. (laughs) Oh, yes, the two kids Mm. that... Now, were they mutants, potential mutants? I think one of them them was, Right, so it's a brother and a sister whose parents have been killed and this is like the first, before even the first chapter starts, sort Mm. of like the pre... Preclude prologue. Prologue. Um, the yeah, uh, brother and sister, they are running, escaping something. Realize their parents have been killed, mm. and then they are actually killed yeah. and themselves. And it's because people think that they're yeah. mutants. Mutants. And that the guy who comes and finds them, that's Magneto. Okay. The, he's one of the biggest bad guys um, from the X Men. And actually, I, I really like a villain who has a real motive like a is is he could be a hero um or he but he happens to be a villain that's because he thinks he's right and he was a holocaust survivor ah and he as a holocaust survivor he saw all these evils and as a mutant decided he would not let that happen to his people so okay. that yes. you would only know that if you were reading um yes. the comics before we may have mentioned it in the I think he did yeah. yes I think he did and although there were a lot of characters for me to get my head around mm. and I can't say that I 
could I mean I've written down what they were all called mm. the main um, mutants but I don't feel like I know them like there wasn't one that was dominating the story yeah. so it was a good very ensemble. soft introduction um and none of them i mean wolverine was probably one of the more dominant characters but that's because i'd heard of him you see some of the characters storm was in there yeah you see i don't really remember her being in the story okay but some of the characters i'd never heard of like colossus Mm -hmm. ariel nightcrawler never heard that never heard of them um but yeah but this is one of those stories in x-men history where it's not the characters are there, but it's the it's really the themes mm-hmm. that are driving the story. Yeah, it was a good choice for a first good, go good, at good. reading one of the X-Men. And, so, and, and you picked up on all the civil rights stuff, the mm-hmm. religious stuff, and I think yeah. uh, that for me, yeah. I mean, not all X-Men comics are like that. Some okay. of them are just action and whiz-bang, powers, all that sort of stuff. But actually, this is one that has a real heart to it. I definitely felt there was a real moral element mm. to it without it being a preachy oh look at the good guys kind of way and yeah I thought it was incredibly relatable bearing in mind there's a bunch of mutants and it's in a world that doesn't really exist yeah and what did you think of the fashion in the art can't say I noticed it because I I just whenever I pick up an old comic book I just cringe when I see some of the costumes and stuff yeah but of the mutants or the just you know Ariel the one who walks through walls Mm mm-hmm um, in that bloody clown outfit <laughs> that, you know, I'm just like, come on. Now, she has changed her name. She's now okay. called Shadowcat, and she's kick-ass. But, okay. But it, she was a bit yeah. weird back then. Um, okay, good. Well, I'm, I don't want to tempt fate, mm-hmm. but I'm really interested. You were a five, when we, five out of ten on the, on the tonometer when we went into this challenge. Roxy Houghton, what are you now on the, on the tonometer, one to ten, go. I am an eight. Eight? Yes. So I'm not going to bust a gut to read a whole load more of X-Men. Okay. I'm not saying I'm an X-Men fan, but what I am saying is I really enjoyed that. I did really, really enjoy it. Mm -hmm. Um, It's made me want to get my comics out of my box that I've... Not my fanny, but my (laughs) box in the garage (laughs) that that I've got and, like, start rereading comics a bit. Good. Um, and that in itself is quite exciting. Yeah, yeah. I feel like, you know, I've got so much in my life that I enjoy that I don't really need another kind of comic type book to write, but read, but I definitely enjoyed it. Definitely, definitely. And so for that, if I was, if I was on the turnometer, just how much did you enjoy that particular edition mm-hmm. of X-Men? I'd probably give it a nine. Okay. But X-Men in general, how yep. open am I am to comic books, not the films, yep. comic books, it would be an eight. Good. Happy Good. with that? And look, as a comic book person, yep. um, and you're probably, let's call you a lapsed yep. comic book person, but as a comic book person, it it makes me really happy when I'm able to convert someone or inspire someone yep. to be able to go back to this medium, which I love. Um, so I think that's a win for me. I think it is for you as well, darling. I yeah. think you should be very happy with that. And thank you. Would you? There is a film um, inspired by that particular storyline. I don't think we should ruin okay. the high that I'm currently on. <laughs> okay. I really don't. Maybe I think we'll, sometimes you've got to you've got to just just back away. Back away. Just you've, back away. You've, we've ended okay. on a high. Okay. Don't push your luck. Okay. Fine. Right. So I will put the Buzzfeed. Uh, list that we chose this storyline from on the on our website, which is w. Oh, God, why do I do it? On the turn podcast.com. 
Um, and I will also try find a link to the comic book that we read, which you can buy through the Marvel Comics app. Um, I'd be really interested to if any of our listeners do read it for the first time mm, and don't yeah. either have a dislike or uh, think that they will dislike it or have never read anything X-Men before. I'd yeah. be really interested to hear what they think of yeah, it as well. Yeah, do it. Mm. Yeah. Again, it's called X-Men God Loves Man Kills. Yeah. Um, and yeah, absolutely. Because if any, now's the time these themes are coming back into the into our scope of reference, you know. And people can um, give us that feedback either on our Facebook page, which is on the turn, if you just um, look in Facebook for On The Turn Podcast. Yeah. Uh, or we've also on our website, you can get in touch with us via that too. Great. And remember, always leave us a review if you can and subscribe. Yeah. Thanks. We'd love you forever. Bye. Hooray. Oh, I don't need my fucking boiling in here, but <laughs> I think I got a little bit. Excited. Excited. I did when I when I came in halfway and you were like, I'm really enjoying it. I was like, yeah. fuck, I'm just going to leave you to it. Yeah. Oh, um, you must have just been. Oh, I ran out. Like, uh, I, I ran oh, out to the yard. Oh, um, but Daniel was there and I was like, he's not going to hear me. But um, <laughs> I went to Rob and I was like, update, she's loving it. She's yeah. halfway through. Yeah. Let's, let's go. It really has made me want to read more comics. Like, yeah. I will be down the comic store with all the rest Good. of the geeks and freaks. Good. Just, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Go cosplay. Thumbing. Oh, I'm not doing cosplay. <laughs> Are you into cosplay? No. Oh, good. We don't have to do an on the turn on cosplay then. That's good. (laughs)